All right. That old time religion, it's good enough. How many of you guys are already starting to sing that song? You know, the Blackwoods are coming here today. Actually, I think they're already outside waiting for us to finish so they can set up. But, uh, <laughs> um, but um, they're coming today. And as, as I was thinking about Blackwoods, they sing that, that country gospels. And some of you like that music, some of you don't. I, I listen to it from time to time myself, and as I was thinking about it, though, I was thinking of all the songs that used to, I used to listen to my papa, my, my, my grandfather, uh, he used to, to strum on his guitar and sing all them country gospel songs, and, and so that's, or I know most of the songs because he used to strum them and, and sing them, and, and so I grew up hearing this music, um, and, uh, and as I was singing through some of those songs and remembering those songs, um, I started to think of this, that song, that song came to me, you know, give me that old time religion. And of course, as I think about it, I think, you know, sometimes I wish God had given me the ability to sing too. And, uh, and, and I'm not going to because he did not. <laughs> but... Um, Hey, I was thinking about that song, it's good enough for me, it's good enough for my father, it's good enough for my mother, it's good enough for me. And I was thinking about that song, and I was remembering that song, a verse came to my mind, which was Hebrews 13, 7 through 8. And it says, remember your leaders who spoke the words of God, you consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate the faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What a wonderful verse that is. Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. That is a fantastic verse. Something I hold dear to my heart. I, I know you guys do as well. You, you hold that verse to your hearts. Jesus Christ be everlasting and the same the same in our lives the same in our hearts and Paul or Apollos or Timothy or Luke or whoever wrote the book of Hebrews because in truth we don't know it's not addressed but whoever wrote the book of Hebrews, and this author is telling his audience that the leader of the church may change. So consider your leaders. Lead, Paul, uh, who, Paul was leader of this, this area, and then we had other, you know, Paul's disciples, and we had, we had all these leaders come and go. But Christ, he stays the same. Mm. yesterday today and forever now when i was i was thinking about that that, that passage the you know christ stays the same I said, what does it not say you know what it doesn't say it doesn't say that we know christ in full 
I mean, think about that. Christ stays the same, but it doesn't. But we should always be searching for a better understanding of who Christ is and how the Holy Spirit working in our lives and our, our historical knowledge grows. We understand who He is better. We say, well, well, I mean, we know that Christ is the same, but we should always be searching for a better understanding in our lives so we can walk after Him in discipleship. And we should be growing in our discipleship of him because we are not Christ. We're not the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many of you guys think you're still the same as you were? Some of you are like, I am not the same person. I hear some, I'm thankful. Some of you are like, well, I'm the same person I was at 19, except I can't do as many push-ups. You know what? That's a lie, too. (laughs) We don't stay the same. We change. Our understandings change. Our growth, uh, we grow. We grow towards Christ or we grow away from Christ, but we're going to be growing we don't say the same. You know, it doesn't also says it doesn't say that our perception of him will always stay the same. As we grow in our understanding of life, we see Christ different at different times in our lives. I mean, at first he may have just been the savior. He got you out of the hell line. But hopefully you don't stay there because it's not just about getting over the hell line. It's about becoming in this relationship with Christ where we walk in His ways and we, we, we grow more and more like Him and we, we love because we are loved by Him and we sacrifice because we are, we are through Him. We, we grow our perception of who Jesus is changes. All the words in that Bible are still the same Especially if those of you who never change translations, you're like, this is, I'm a King James only. <laughs> Sorry. You guys know I'm not a King James only person. I read from all kinds of translations, including the Hebrew and, the, and learning the Greek. So, um, But our perception of him changes. You know, it also doesn't say that the way we spend time with him will not change. I mean, think about this over time. Have you ever thought about throughout history, majority of people could not do a quiet time? How blessed are we to be born right now where we can do a daily quiet time? But think about it. Most people throughout history could not do that. They don't have Bibles thrown around. We got so many Bibles, we're throwing them away. We got so many Bibles, you go to a dollar store and pick up a dollar Bible. You can go get it online. We can listen to it right now on our phones for free. We got, we got Bibles everywhere. Most people throughout history have not had that privilege. They were not able to just read the Scriptures. You want to read the Scriptures, you had to become one literate, which is actually, a, in, in the grand scheme of history, is a, a rare phenomenon. You had to be able to read. And then you had to go to someone who 
could read it for you or you had to go go back far enough it was at the church where they kept the scriptures and that church may not have all of the scriptures they might just have part of the scrolls and so you just read what they have and then we have like times when when the, it had not been translated into the modern vernacular. That means we didn't have all these translations, so it was not in a translation you could read. So if you did not read Latin or Greek or Hebrew, you were out of luck. And then there was the, you know, became German. So you, and we had the different English translations. Some of those English translations are wonderful. Some of the translations are not so good. And then we had some ideas. It's like, wow. I can go and pick out a translation of the scriptures and I can read it at any time. And the, that has changed so much. You know, right now, that only 9.7% of languages have full Bibles. Only 9.7%. Now, I say that, that sounds like, whoa. But 97% of the people in the world today have some form of scriptures whether it be just new testaments or part of 97 percent of the world have some only 9.7 have full bibles but 97 percent now there are some languages out there that are dying out so people are like should we even bother trying to create a bible in that language because you know no one no one speaks it <laughs> There's like that one person that still uses it. Um, but 97% of the world, that means 3% of the world does not have any scriptures. And yet you can, we can, we say, oh, I can go get a Bible in whatever translation I like. We can argue about which translation is best because we have that privilege. And we can say, and we, we, and, and we can do our daily quiet times. What a wonderful gift that is that not all the world gets to enjoy. And so we change. Our act in communion with God changes. I mean, think about communion. We about Lord's Supper. We took that last week, Right? That has changed, even since I've been here, right? We used to pass the plate, and then we had that COVID coming around. No one knew to touch the plate, so we started, you take your little cup. And I don't blame you, because one time I saw someone passing a plate, and they sneezed, and they didn't turn their head. It was like, oh, I'm going to just take the cup. <laughs> the things you see from up here. The way we do communion changes. The way we commune with God changes, but Jesus stays the same. So then I go back to that song, that old time religion. It's good enough. That is a lie. That song is a fun song, but it is horrible in theology. Give me that old-time religion. It's good enough for me. Religion changes. Christ stays the same. Religion changes. 
that old time religion is not good enough for you. Because you, even if you were back in the day that had the old time religion, I'll let you make up that mind. The, the golden days were always back then. And if you were in the 1950s, it was back then. If you were in the 1800s, it was back then. It, it's always been back then. So what we need is not that old-time religion because it's not good enough. Old-time religion does not save us from our, the punishment of our sins. Old-time religion does not grow us in our walk with Christ. Old-time religion does not meet the needs of our modern times. Old-time religion does not bring new people into the church. I'm not talking about the building. The church. I'm not talking about coming to the building. I'm talking about coming to the Father, becoming part of His kingdom. Religion is practices of the faith. That's how we express our faith in God. We're Christians, meaning that we believe in Christ. Most of us are Reformed, which means you are not part of the Roman Catholic tradition. Some of you broke from that Roman Catholic tradition in your own lifetime. Religion changes. How we express our faith change. Now, churches are notoriously slow at expressing that change. But even that, it has to happen. It will happen because new generations come in. And they, in themselves, will change how faith is expressed. How many of you guys remember... And some of you guys have read about the music wars. What kind of music are we going to sing in church? It's still a big deal in some places. We're going to have the old hymns. We're going to sing the new hymns. Can we have a guitar in church? And we have a, you know what? Even before that Jesus movement, which many, some of you guys came to Christ because of the Jesus movement. Before that, they were asking questions like, can we have an organ in church? Because organs were something you played in the bars. How many of you guys think you're going to go to a bar and see an organ nowadays? <laughs> Religion changes. How we express our faith changes. Christ stays the same. So I don't need that old-time religion because it wasn't good enough for my father. It wasn't good enough for my mother. They expressed their faith in Christ as the religion in their time allowed and they felt comfortable and but they express Christ. Once we accept Christ in our lives, our hearts, it's we step into that relationship in our lives that we want to be more like Him. We walk in His ways. So we don't need to focus on that old time religion. 
doing things the way they've always been done. You know how you want to kill a church? Focus on the way it's always been done. Because life changes. If the church does not, your practices don't, guess what? They're going to go somewhere else. Because Christ stays the same. But because Christ stays the same, we can bridge the gap between generations. We can tell that Christ loves you. Not by focusing on that old time religion. But by focusing in that Christ died for you. And he showed his love for you that no man loved more than he who gave up his life. And so we show our love. And that because we are loved, we can love others. We can show grace to others. We can show mercy to others. We can show truth to others. Because Christ stays the same. And we can have truth. That, and we can have truth. In a world that is constantly changing, if you do not have Christ that never changed, there is no truth. Because truth will change too. That's why they talk about truth being relative to your perspective. It's because they don't have the absolute truth of Christ. The absolute does not change. And so without that, we don't have morals that stay the same. We don't have idea, we don't have truth that stays the same. We don't have, because we don't have it, it's not anchored in he who does not change. You know, one way you could say, you know, I, I'm focusing too much on on the church, or I'm focusing too much on the old-time religion. Uh, here's, here's, a, here's an interesting clue. If, if you feel like you're getting bored, it's probably because you're focusing too much on the old-time religion. I mean, think, think about that. I'm bored with my Bible study. How many of you ever been there, right? It's because you're interested in that Bible study, not actually the one who's being talked about in the study. You're not growing because you're focused on that religion. I'm bored with church. How many of you guys are ever bored going to church? I'll be the first to raise my hand. It's because I was going to church instead of focus on the one that does not change. You can get bored with all kinds of things. We can get bored with our prayer life. We get bored with, with life in general. Our, in this ever-changing life, in this ever-changing life, we need to focus not on the things that we cannot control, but the one who does not change. And we worship him in this ever-changing world in ever-changing ways, in new ways that we never thought was possible. We can worship him. I mean, I was talking to a pastor the other day that we were talking, going through the, the biggest 
communicational change right now in the past 500 years with the birth of social medias and, and internet. And, and we're in the midst of that, trying to learn how to better communicate with those that are part of this digital revolution that, or post-digital revolution, really, that we're going through this big, huge shift. And what a challenge that is because that's changing. How we communicate changes, but the message of Christ does not. And when we focus on, we can over, become overwhelmed, but we need to focus in that Christ does not change. And we need to focus in on that relationship. We need to become like little children. Matthew 18, 3. Remember that passage? He says, I tell you, tell you, unless you change and become like little children. Unless you change. Mm, that's what the, the Bible says. Unless you change and become like little children. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. What is a child like? There's that sense of awe. There's that innocence. Have you ever seen a child interact with someone they actually like or love? They're excited when you come into the room. They want to be with you. They want to be in that presence. And we are to become like little children coming to Christ with the same excitement. So we need, as we think about our next steps, what do we do next with this? this we, we think, am I one, have I accepted Christ my Lord and Savior? Have I accepted Him as, and I believe in Him in my heart, confessed Him with my mouth? Am I true that He is in me and I in Him, and we are working together, and we are more than just an old-time religion? And if we have, we need to say, have I become too focused on that old-time religion? However old that is, right? Some of you, like, that was the 80s, some of you, 70s, some of you, the 50s, you know. If, you, if your old-time religion is the 1800s, raise your hand. <laughs> but when we focus on these things, we, be like, we, we, we don't like to think about it this way. But John... 10.10 says, a thief comes to steal and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to its fullest. If we focus on religion, it will be stolen from us. Because things of this earth can be rusted, destroyed, go away. But Christ never changes. Christ same to yesterday, today, and forever. And so we need to focus on that relationship that we have instead of that old-time religion. That true calling of God. So as we think about our next steps, we think, how is my relationship with the Father 
through the blood of Jesus Christ, enabled by the working of the Holy Spirit, how is that today? How is that today? Father God, I praise you today, Lord. I thank you for just bringing us together. Lord, I pray that you would bless us with this time that we may not focus on how things used to be or the way we wish they would be, but engage in this world as it is and see that you never change. Though this world is constantly changing and going, we're going through struggles because of it and that we don't like change, Lord, I pray that you help us to deal with change because we know it's coming and it's always here. So, Lord, as we change to be more like children in awe of you, becoming more like you, help us to focus in on that and not the way we wish they would be. How can we grow more like you in this world that is ever-changing? Reveal in our hearts those areas of our lives where we have, we have holed ourselves up And we need to change to be more like you. Touch us with that coal. Make us pure before you. As we seek to walk in your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.